Welcome to The Bibliophiles, the official podcast of Big Little Literature. I'm your host, Beth Stephens, and I'm here to provide real lit feels for real lit lovers. Hey there, book lovers. Welcome to another episode of The Bibliophiles. And today I have somebody on my podcast who means so much to me. I have known her since we were 14 years old. We have we have been through the shit together and we are still going strong. So please welcome to the podcast, Lane Kaufman. Hi. Also, Lane, I was so worried I was going to call you Lane Campbell because even though you've been married for a few years now, I still don't recognize your last name. I know. It's, everyone says that. So <laughs> you're not alone. Hopefully Nick does not take offense. No, he really doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so the book we're going to discuss today, Lane actually bought for me. So thank you so much for doing that. And we had just been been texting about, about books and about quarantine, and she had read this book and said I should do it as well. And a couple of days later, it showed up in my mailbox. So thank you so much for doing that. You're welcome. <laughs> so the book we are discussing today, I'm sure everybody has heard of. It's been everywhere. It is called Normal People by Sally Rooney, and it was published in 2018, and when I say it's been everywhere like literally everywhere it's like all of the critics love it it's on all of the list it's a hulu show now so it it made sense that lane would send it to me so that i could read it and it's contemporary fiction it actually takes place in ireland and i was supposed to be in ireland in may so that was a little depressing but aside from that it follows um, a young couple named Marianne and Connell, and they go to high school together. They've grown up together but aren't friends. Marianne doesn't really have any friends. He is super popular, really intelligent, hangs out with the cool kids, and like I said, Marianne doesn't have any friends. But they start an affair. Um, it's very secretive because they don't want to mess with Connell's social standing, and then eventually there's just too much pressure from that and they break up. But then they reconnect in Dublin when they go to college, and the book really just follows their very much on-again, off-again relationship. Sometimes they are friends with benefits, sometimes they are just friends, and sometimes they don't talk at all. So, Lane, what would you rate the book? How many flames? Um, I think I would give it a four. Like, I really loved this book, but it was, it was kind of really depressing. <laughs> so <laughs> depressing. It, like... I just felt like it wasn't, it just had like an undertone of like sadness throughout the entire thing. Like I did really like it. There were some things that like, you know, you go to college and you do all these things and you find yourself and I loved that part of it. But yeah, it just like had a really sad undertone and I was always waiting for something to like drop, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I would give it three flames. I, I really expected to love this book because it has been so popular. But it just, like you said, it was so depressing. And I, so I read it in a weekend. It's less than 300 pages. It's very quick. And the whole weekend, like, I was in the worst mood. I've just felt this heaviness all weekend. And that doesn't mean it's a bad book by any means. I think that that can say something when it totally takes over your feelings. But I also, there weren't many parts where I was like, oh, that's, that's like a really great writing quality or like, I really enjoyed that about the book. Um, but what were, what were your favorite parts of it? So Marianne, um, I liked watching, I like, loved like watching her grow into like an independent, 
not that she wasn't independent in high school, she just, like, found herself and found her friends in college, you know, like, she had her, like, quote-unquote, like, friends, maybe, that people would talk to her at school, but not many, you know, Mm -hmm. and so then watching her in college, like, flourish, like, I loved doing, I loved, like, seeing that, that was, like, my favorite part, was just, like, watching her flourish. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think my favorite part was this book really says a lot about mental health. And I think with, with everything happening in the world right now, there's there needs to be a light shined on mental health. It's so important. So I loved that aspect of it. And I also loved that like Marianne and Connell both have their own mental health issues. They're they're very different. They cope with their issues differently. And so it was interesting to read, not just about mental health, and clearly it's important, but also like everybody's honestly got shit going on in their lives and everybody deals with that in their own way. So that was a really powerful statement to me. Yeah, I, I agree. Watching them both deal or not deal with it, mm-hmm. um, like how they coped or did not cope, was very, because Connell coped with it a completely different way than uh, Marianne did, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's a female versus a male. You know, so it's not like two girls dealing with the same thing. It's a female and a male and just kind of like putting that spotlight on it too. Mm-hmm. Where like men typically don't want to reach out for help, but then Connell did reach out for help. I thought that was pretty powerful too. Yeah, and I and I didn't think about this until just now, but I feel like it kind of reversed the, the gender roles. Because like you said, men usually don't reach out, but in the book... Spoiler alert, he is he is the one who actually goes to therapy. Um, he becomes suicidal, and one of his male friends tells him he needs to go to therapy, and he does. And I feel like Marianne deals with her issues more on her own or more just, like, talking them, talking them out with Connell. But it's almost a role reversal when you think about genders. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because Marianne had all of, like, the means to be, like, I need to go to a therapist. Like, with her family being so, like... I mean, they were so wealthy. They had so much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wealthy and so, like, like money is not a problem for them, clearly. Uh, so she had, she could have, she could have gone, like, easily, you know. But she, that being said, she could have been embarrassed because her family was so, like, high up in their little town that they lived in, you know. Mm-hmm. But I felt like she, she was almost embarrassed by her family's wealth and by their social standing. Did you feel that way, too? Yeah, I think so. She was just kind of... I think in high school it bothered her more because everyone knew of her family and, like, Connell's mom worked in her house and, oh, is she the maid? Is she this? Is she that? You know? And I think it made her uncomfortable, like, with her peers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she went to college, no one knew her, you know, so she could be who she wanted. So we, we both talked about how the book was so depressing. Do you think it's a it's a sign, anytime a book like that really takes over your moods or takes over your feelings for the length of time that you're reading it, do you think that that's a sign of a good book? I mean, I think so because I'm very invested. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm a book reader where if it like, doesn't catch me, then I'm not going to continue to read it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just won't. I'll stop. Like, I don't want to. I think that... This book, like, I read it in two days, I think. Like, I started, like, on a Friday, and I finished it on Saturday. So I read it pretty quickly, and in doing so, I was, you know, really, like, kind of sad, like you were. I think it, it is a good sign of a good book because you're, like, invested in these people, and then like, you get to the end, and you're like, well, what now? You know, like, mm-hmm. what are we supposed to do now? So I think it is. 
I think like generally that is a sign of a good book and like I I can't ignore the fact that this took over my life while I was reading it but there were also just some characteristics that I was like I I can't get on board with this so one of the things that really bothered me was I felt like the characterization was poor and something that I talk about a lot is I love when I feel like I really understand the characters, like every single thought and action they have really represents who they are. And I didn't feel like that with Marianne and Connell, both as individuals and as their relationship. I think the entire time I was reading it, I was looking for some kind of clarity about like, who are these people and what do they mean to each other? And obviously they meant a lot, but like, what exactly does that relationship mean to them? And like, are they, are they introverts? Are they extroverts? Like, I just, I felt like I didn't really know who they were. Yeah, I think with her being so quiet and not really having friends in high school made her seem like she was an introvert, but then it was really hard to, like, understand that because when she went to college, it, like, completely reversed. So, like, you didn't really know if she really truly was an introvert or she really truly was an extrovert, you know? Mm-hmm. I also just um, felt like I didn't get closure. Um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I like that can be okay. Like I don't need every book or every every medium to end and be like I know exactly what's happening has a very crisp ending. But it was so back and forth the whole time that when it ended and I didn't get closure, I was like, well, what the fuck, man? I I need something here. Um. Yeah, I was very upset when I finished the book. My I so my husband recommended this book for me to read, and so I was like, all right. And so I read it, and then I finished it in two days. And then he was just, I was just like, well, what the hell? Like, <laughs> he's like, did you, did you like it? And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, but there was no closure. Like, what is happening? Like, why is he going to New York? Why is he, why isn't she going with him? She has money, you know, like, go with him. So uh, I was so upset. Um, I just think, like, I, like you said, I don't need closure in every single book or every single show or whatever, but I think in this book, I just needed it because it was so back and forth and like, are we or aren't we going to be together? Are we or aren't we going to be friends with benefits or are we going to go three months without talking to each other? Mm -hmm. I also just love when I feel like this is just you when you read a book, you get so invested. Like when you uh, recently you read Little Fires Everywhere and you sent me some very passionate texts along the way and Snapchats. And I was like, okay, she is feeling this book right now. <laughs> yes. I would be reading and I would be like, oh my God. And then he'd be like, what is happening in this book? And I would tell him and he's like, oh yeah. You know, and then I'd be like, it's okay, keep reading. Like, you had to, like, keep me going because I would just get so upset. And then I felt like I almost had to, like, take a break because I would get so in my feelings. Does that make sense? I mean, Lane, you are always just in your feelings. I mean, very true. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a bad thing at all, but you are very much in your feelings. (laughs) So I was I was Lane's uh, maid of honor when, when she got married, and I believe I talked about your feelings and how much you cry in my speech. You did, for sure. All very much accurate and all very much appreciated. Yes. (laughs) But going back to the ending of the book, so while I felt like I didn't have closure whatsoever, I liked, I think I kind of liked that Marianne did not say automatically like she was going to go with Connell to New York because I felt like 
she had not worked through her issues like he had. And she was, she was like on the precipice of under, like really understanding who she was and understanding her problems. And she like needed, she didn't need something else to like thwart that progress. You know what I mean? She, like she needed to stay in Ireland and figure things out. Yeah, I think I agree with that, but I think I wanted her to go with them because they had something like they were building on something. I Mm -hmm. felt like, like it's been like long term or, you know, because they've been through so much together. I just I felt like I wanted her to be like, I'll come with you or I'll meet you there or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She was just like, well, I'll always be here. And I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) that's not the answer I wanted. (laughs) You know? um, but yeah, so I mean, I agree with that too. Like, she has so many like things she needs to work through. You know how like she sees um, how how she sees herself. You know, as a as a woman, mm-hmm. I think that that was like the biggest thing that she needs to work through. And and speaking of like of character arcs, I really liked Connell's character arc because even though he was he was like a nice guy in high school, like what he did to her. Like, that was an asshole move. Just deciding, like, we're going to sleep together and you mean a lot to me, but I'm not going to make this public. Like, that was that was tough to read. Yeah, I didn't like him when he was in high school. And then I was just like, oh, God, this is a, he's a prick, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> and, but then, like, he got to college and he, you know, his character changed um, because he didn't really have any friends. And he had friends through Marianne and... He almost, like, he just became, like, more, like, respectful of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because she it was, like, on her terms, like, oh, I'm busy, sorry, I'm not, I can't just come over when you want. Like, it wasn't high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like he, he really did grow up, and I think he is, like, he was perfectly representative of how you can be, like, a a total dick or dumbass and pardon all of the language this episode um, in high school or when you're younger but like getting out into the world can really shape your views and make you into a better person and I think moving from a town where you knew everyone to a town where you know no one like humbles people so I think that's what happened to him this sounds like our lives because we both did that too yeah <laughs> Um, one thing that, that bothered me both in, in the, uh, in, in the book and then also in the TV show, which we will be discussing with Nick in an upcoming episode, your husband, was how their first kiss and the first time they had sex was, was so normal and like they had so much skill. And I'm like, how, how is this your first kiss and you look like you've been kissing for 20 years? It really bothered me. Yeah, I was, <laughs> especially in the show, I was like, all right come on in the book too like she talked about like being nervous but not like to the extent where like oh my gosh I'm so nervous where she's like basically having a panic attack you know like Mm -hmm. where you're like I feel like that's how I was when I was her age like young teen um yeah like I was I was so awkward as a teenager and I feel like let's be honest all of us are that I I want that to be representative when I read it in a book and it's so often it's not like that at all Oh, for sure. It she she just did it, and I was like, okay, well, that was a little underwhelming. I wanted like awkward. Like, yes. <laughs> Can you um? Do you want to share for our audience your first kiss? Because I think it is amazing. Sure. Um, <laughs> oh 
was a good one. So my husband, my now husband, we were dating. We were like 14. And we were at um, the city pool. And we were with all of his brothers. He's one of five. And so they were like eight. And we were in charge of them. And so we're standing in the pool, watching them swim. And the, the lifeguard started like, blowing their whistle. I like, we were looking for the boys, making sure they're okay. And they're pulling this woman out of the pool. She like jumped off the diving board. She was okay, but you know, needed to like do CPR. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> she was okay, but CPR was needed. <laughs> no, but, like, she just like was like having trouble swimming. Like she just drank too much water or something. <laughs> and you, oh my god. Um, so we're both facing the woman. So I'm not facing Nick. So he like taps me on the shoulder and he says, "Are you gonna watch that lady drown or are you gonna kiss me?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Um." And he just kissed me. <laughs> and it was so, so, so weird. <laughs> I mean, the fact that fourteen-year-old Nicholas Kaufman said that I think is amazing. I mean, he has a set of balls, man. Like, whoa! <laughs> I just, oh god, that was a day. Um, but you guys are still together after all of these yeah. years. Yes, and so we're still together. We got married um, almost like five years ago, so I guess that worked, but <laughs> it was it was awkward, and I wanted that to be awkward in the book, and it wasn't. But. No, it wasn't awkward at all. There were no people drowning. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your story is so much better than mine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> mine was in a field... I was 16. I was a late bloomer. We can just say that now. Um, I was 16 in a field. I never like partied or anything, but went to a party this night because I dated a big partier. Don't ask me why. So many questions. And he was high and drunk. So that was my first kiss experience. And let me tell you, it was one of the most awkward moments of my life. So, for all of our listeners out there, if you are looking to see that experience in normal people, you will not. (laughs) Definitely not. You will not connect with their first kiss. No, not at all. (laughs) Another thing that bothered me, and I don't know if it bothered you, but it was the lack of quotation marks. It just drove me up a wall. Yes. So, so it took me, like, a couple of, like, chapters to like get through like to realize like people were talking you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I was reading and then I would be like oh wait who was talking and I felt like I had to go back and reread some part because I, I didn't understand like who was speaking mm-hmm. and so that bothered me and I, I think I've read a couple of books where they just omit the quotation marks and I don't I don't get why they do that and it just I think it's just a, a distraction for me yeah, I think so too. I think <laughs> there should be a disclaimer. I told this to Nick. There should be a disclaimer, like no quotation marks, <laughs> so that like you're prepared. I definitely had to, like you. I had to. It took me a while, and I had to like flip ahead to be like, "Do I see any quotation marks? Do I see any quotation marks? There are none. Zero. <laughs> like okay, here we go. <laughs> As I was writing my my review for this one, which is is not out yet. Um, I, I did think though, like 
maybe there was something like existential and her not having the quotation marks like they had so much drama and anxiety in their lives like it was too much effort to have quotation marks and I remembered in high school we had to read some existential book and I absolutely hated it and everybody in my class was like oh this is just an awesome book I love it so it kind of made me think like maybe I don't like quotation marks because there's something existential about it and maybe I don't like existentialism because it like makes me think about my feelings or something. I don't know. I had to like really think about myself and my emotions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you have any thoughts about that whatsoever. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, there was like so much going on and there was almost sometimes too much going on. I felt like, especially like when they go to, um, her house in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot going on there, and so then there was a lot of people, like, talking and doing different things all at the same time, and so maybe it was just easier for her just not to put him in there, you Mm -hmm. know? Have you read, so this is her second novel, she had one, it's called, like, Conversation with People? I don't, Conversation is in the title, but have you read that one? No, I haven't. Yeah, I'm interested to see what that one is like, because that one, too, is one where, like, the critics praised it everywhere I looked. Well, maybe we'll have to read it. I know. We might just have to do that. So before we wrap up, I just have to ask, what did you think about all of the sex? Because there was a lot of sex in this book for, like, fairly young people. Like, they're only, like, they only get to 22. So at first, okay, so I was going, so I'm a teacher, and I was going to um, read this book to them, and, like, online and have them watch essentially me reading on YouTube and then them answer questions and then I started reading it and I was like oh this is like borderline softcore porn like for real (laughs) I didn't (laughs) know you were gonna do that (laughs) yeah and well because I was like oh it's gonna be a show blah 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 and uh, I start reading it and I'm like oh my god okay can't do this um so there was a lot of and, I mean, I know that, like, teenagers, like, you know, you do what you do and you have a lot of sex or whatever. But, like, I I was just, there was just so much. Literally so much. It's between neat. the two of them. Yeah. Like, and I think, like in, a, like, in relation to, like, their first kiss not being awkward at all, it seemed like a little unrealistic. I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm sure I know people had different experiences than I did at that age. But it just seemed like is this just in here for the sake of the drama of the book or is there some type of real, like, is this realistic in any way really? And can people connect to this? Right. Well, like I just remember being in high school, like I had my first kiss, you know, 14. And then I was like terrified to have sex, like terrified. So I just couldn't connect in that way because I felt like they were both just like, whatever it's fine. When I, like, I personally was, like, terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would be interested to see what, what other people, like, if they felt like they could connect to it, or if, too, it just felt like, and it's not like I minded reading about it, like, I thought she, like, the sex scenes, I thought were written very well, but it, I struggled to connect with it, so I wonder if other people felt the same way, or if they had different experiences and could connect to it. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. She wrote them, like, very well, but there was just a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of sex scenes. This is definitely not a PG-13 book. <laughs> yeah. 
and should not be read to your students. Oh my god, no. I would be fired. Oh my god. I'm glad you found out before you started making the assignments. Yeah, oh my god. Nick was like, are you sure you want to do that? And I was like, it'll be fine. And then I started reading it, and I was like, it's not fine. I love that Nick didn't even tell you. He was just like, are you sure? Yeah, he, no, he didn't even tell me. You just had to find out on your own. Yep, he did. <laughs> Well, this has been a very, I'm sure all of our listeners think it's been a very enlightening conversation, especially learning about our first kisses. You're welcome. So thank you so much for coming to the Bibliophiles. This was a blast to talk about. And even though I only gave the book Three Flames, I'm still very grateful that you sent this book to me because now we get to talk about it on the podcast. Yes, this was so fun. And you will have to come back for more because we have to talk about the TV show. Yes, we we will. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, Lane. And thanks, listeners. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Bibliophiles. If you want more, be sure to check out my blog, Big Little Literature. If you want to hear today's music from Evan Schaefer, check him out at soundcloud.com slash Evan Schaefer. See you next time.